Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Lies my microphone on and ready to record. I think so. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't over the top at all. No, not one bit. Oh, boy. I think we should start first with some housekeeping. Okay. And that's that you're going out of town for a couple days. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, and I'm at the point in my life, with all the stuff we've seen on TV, I'm like, is my flight actually even going to leave tomorrow morning or... Will I be living at the airport for 72 hours? I just saw someone yesterday. They were flying to Mexico and their flight, they got to the airport. And while they were there, it was delayed eight hours. Ooh. And they had to wait eight hours in the airport. So they missed eight hours of vacation. They sure did. Which the travel company, I'm sure, will make up to them somehow. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's not like, like I'm going away for an extended long weekend this time around, but I'm going somewhere that's supposed to be hot. And I'm going to the southern U.S. And it's only supposed to be like 10 degrees every day. What the hell? What's going on? That's a bummer. It is a bummer. I could stay home and experience almost 10 degrees. (laughs) Uh, But all that means is there'll be no podcast for the next few days. You won't get any recommendations. No, you won't. No, unless we're doing that today. No, I'm not prepared. I have nothing. I'm ill prepared. I have not watched or read anything good. Well, I could tell you actually... um, so we've recommended in the past a series on Netflix where they follow the F1. Oh, yeah. Formula uh, Drive One to Racers. Survive. Drive to Survive. It's excellent. Uh, they're now branching off and doing other sports, the same idea. And on Netflix right now, I'm watching, it's called Breakpoint. So that's the tennis one? And it's about tennis, and it follows a bunch of tennis players. Ooh. It's actually kind of, uh, kind of interesting, because you don't think of, you know, like, the best players in the world, but this will follow, like, the... 20th ranked men's player who's still one of the best tennis players in the world but you have no clue who he is yeah because he's 20 and you watch him go through a tournament and you're kind of behind the scenes it's pretty good it's new and i think they have a pga one coming out in a couple weeks too so should be good i think what they've learned though like the f1 was like one of the most brilliant sports marketing things in history because i and i'm sure i'm not alone but i never cared about f1 i never cared about racing it was just not my thing. But after I watched that first season, I got into F1. Yeah. Like it, so it, turned, it turns people into fans. So I'm sure that tennis is probably hoping for the same thing. I'm sure that PGA. What next? Is there going to be, and my God, this sport needs a rebrand so bad. Is there going to be one about cornhole? <laughs> yeah, it needs a new name. It's certainly Dutch oven and cornhole. It needs new names big yeah. time. So that would be, if we were actually doing recommendations today, that would be yours. Yeah, check out Breakpoint. It's pretty cool. It shows, and it shows like the person, they're swearing the players yeah. and shows them how they prepare for matches and going through all that. It's good. I'm still trying to work my way through that Beatles documentary. <sighs> lot to chew. It's almost nine hours long. And it's just a bunch of, like, I'm fascinated by it. 
periodically. Like <laughs> it's my treadmill show right now. So I sort of zone out for a while, but it's just them sitting around in a big empty studio, just kind of talking about life and, Oh, look, they're jamming again. Oh, now they're talking again. And it's just, it could have used some editing. It didn't need to be nine hours long, it's but great. it's, it's uh, what's his name? Peter Jackson. It's crazy that a, band as big as the Beatles had this kind of footage just laying around and it took until now for it to surface. Oh yeah. There's no narration or anything. Is there? No, it's just them talking. So I finished the first two hour and 40 minute episode the other day. And now I'm about maybe a third of the way through the second episode and I still have one to go. And to say it's getting juicy, it's not really, but it's, I don't know, I'll stick with it because I have so much respect for that band, but it did not need to be that long. And I think you have to be a super fan. Like you have to be a fan of how music is created in order to watch that show. If you just like music, it's probably not for you. But if you like to know how it's made, then it probably is. Okay. So those are unofficial. Those are, I'm not recommending that. Oh, man. No way. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you have some downtime and want to see some behind-the-scenes tennis action, there you go. Yeah. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. Wow! What are you afraid of right now, Bryce? Like, right at this moment, what is scaring the bejeepers out of you? Uh, besides famine, I suppose me getting more and more out of touch with what's going on. <laughs> Seems every day I'm more confused than I was the day before. Well, there does seem to be, as you do get a little bit older, you do kind of stop in your tracks from time to time and go, well, that makes no sense to me, but it seems to make sense to everybody else. Yeah. And I fear that that is starting to hit me like a truck. Yeah. So I, I would say that. And the robot overlords. Oh yeah. And vacuum cleaners spying on me, my vulnerable moments. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Bryce, what time did you close your blinds yesterday? Uh, about 4.45. 4.45? Yeah. That's when you shut them down? It's just as it's getting dark enough that I know you can see the backlighting from my house. You can see right inside. Yeah. Um, we were we started telling stories on the show. Yeah. Somebody had texted the show and said, uh, "Do I tell? how do I tell my neighbor that I can see into their home? And I may have witnessed something I wasn't supposed to witness. They were—they didn't give us details as to what they saw. They just said they saw something. I'm using my imagination. Was it maybe a mummy kissing a daddy? It's a lot of bum cheeks. That's what I'm seeing. You think it's all about the butts, right? Oh, yeah. They saw some bum. Uh, the, somebody just texted and said, uh, when I come out of my back door, I look directly into a bedroom window of my neighbor my neighbor is a 60-year-old man and not modest. Oh, We've made eye contact one time. Still, he doesn't cover that window. I never look up when I leave my house now. See, he knows he's one. That's what that comes down to. The neighbor knows that he's made you uncomfortable. Some people have pointed out that maybe there are people walking among us who... Uh, Enjoy that sort of thing? Maybe that's uh, not a bad thing. Maybe they kind of like it. I don't think I would ever be one of those people. I'm lucky that... I don't really face anyone's bedroom window in my yeah. house, but I do have a window in my kitchen that looks directly into the kitchen of the people next door. Like, I feel like I could almost reach out and if I needed salt, I could take it from them. It's, like if you're both standing close. there washing dishes, you're looking at each other? Directly at each other. And when I moved I into this house, that. the previous owners didn't have blinds. Oh, I would hate that. They just kept it wide open. I changed that immediately. Um, the I have a friend. I don't want to say his name... 
Somebody had texted me yesterday and reminded me of this story of my friend who he he used to live in Summerside. He doesn't live there anymore. But his deck faced his neighbor's house and he would be standing at his barbecue and he was staring right into the main floor bathroom window of his neighbor's house. Oh, boy. And they didn't have privacy glass. They just had a regular window on this bathroom and the window could open and one day, my friend was standing on his deck barbecuing. He looked up, and his neighbor was sitting at the toy on the toilet, looking right back at him. <laughs> and it's like they made eye contact. They may have exchanged pleasantries. I don't know because the it was like he was able to have a conversation with his neighbor, who was, you know, barren down. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think that steak would be able to be ruined for me. Oh, it ruined his steak. But uh, spotting your neighbor on the toilet, putting in the work. Would ruin the steak. Oh, man, oh, man. Good is that what Lord. we're going to talk about today? <laughs> is this the road we're going to travel down? I don't, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. You had the story about the woman at 6 o'clock who her Roomba came into the bathroom yeah. and took pictures of her while she was sitting on the toilet. Yes, and then this Roomba somehow uploaded it to some third-party website. And this so is the stuff of nightmares. So now there's photos of her on the toilet. And for me, the easy remedy is always shut your bathroom door. Yeah. But still, to know that your vacuum is now capable of this. Again, why uh, does the Roomba take pictures? It's so unnecessary. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. And like you said, just, yeah, the the one, the workaround here, it's simple. You just close that door and push that little knobby thing in and your goal. I doubt that your Roomba can unlock a door. If it can, that's terrifying. And you need to get rid of your Roomba. Somebody said, you guys obviously don't have children. Locking slash shutting the door is akin to murder in their eyes. At least the vocal response is, yes, as somebody who experienced that, like, obviously I'm done with the toddler phase of my life, but they hate that. Like, giving you two minutes to yourself to go download? No, they don't want you in that room by yourself. I don't know what that is. Who knew kids were so needy? Oh my God, they're complicated. (laughs) And it's all about them at all times. So selfish. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Why does a Roomba have a camera on it? Is that necessary? And somebody said the newer Roombas have cameras instead of sensors for mapping your house. Also, Amazon recently bought Roomba. These third-party companies analyzing the data are teaching it to recognize objects in your house so it can recommend them on your Amazon account. How insulting will that be, though, when Amazon is looking into your Roomba and they're like, ooh, uh, have you thought about painting with CIL paints? <laughs> here's, some, here's some art suggestions to replace the garish and hideous artwork you currently have. Why does it keep recommending Febreze for me? Yeah. Uh, somebody else said, I have a six-month-old puppy who does not like his kennel, so we leave him out while we're at work. The camera on the vacuum lets us make sure he isn't wrecking the house while we are gone. We can even talk to him through the vacuum. I thought my boyfriend was crazy when we bought it, but it's actually been useful in this situation. Huh. So does the Roomba play with the puppy? How does that work? That'd be a good feature. It would be. Uh, most dogs aren't big fans of vacuums. No. But maybe they're becoming fast friends because it can talk to them, apparently. Uh, somebody else says, I'm pretty sure my wife and I are the only ones that have no smart appliances. We just have phones. 
No robots, no thermostats, no smart locks, none of that nonsense. You do realize, though, the number one tracking device on the planet is your smartphone, right? Trudeau, man, he's watching me through my locks, man. Uh, but not my phone. <laughs> like when you watch Dateline, NBC, and they, you know, finally they, they crack the case, it's always the cell phone that brings the person down. It's not their Roomba. I think uh, crazy old Uncle Bryce needs to pull everyone aside, sit them down, and make most people need to realize that uh, you're not interesting enough for the government to spy on you. Yeah. They don't care what you're doing. They don't. Don't kid yourself, Bryce. <laughs> no way, man. They want to see what I'm up. No, they don't. They don't care. It's the Gar Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Uh, do you want to do a little bit of this? Today in fear. seems like every day we're afraid of something new. And uh, today we're afraid of Roomba because Roomba has a camera on it. And Roomba will barge into the bathroom when you're reading an Archie Double Digest on the toilet and take pictures of you. And not only that, Roomba will upload those to the internet. It happened to a lady and Roomba's now like, hmm, yeah, whoopsie. My bad. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. So... We're just talking about all the things. Like, every day. I, I, I'm not even kidding. It's like every day it feels like there's something new we're supposed to be afraid of. Uh, this person texted, On the topic of today in fear, I had a Wise brand camera, and it's Wise spelled W-Y-Z-E. Oh, okay. A camera that I used for checking in on my dogs when I was at work. I seen it moving once, scanning the room in the dark. And it wasn't me. It's been sitting on a shelf, facing the wall, unplugged ever since. Yeah. I think that's one of those cameras you get to just specifically, you can check on your phone to see what your dog's doing. Yeah. But hmm. what if the government's really checking in on you, man? Well, that's exactly what they're doing, Bryce. What if you're the dog? Yeah, you are so important. You have so much valuable information that the government needs that they're now spying on you, Bryce. That's the funniest part to me is a lot of people, a lot of people are paranoid that things are spying on them. And I'm sitting here being like, I am not interesting enough to be spied on. They yeah. are going to be bored spying on me. Yeah, and I'm not saying that anybody has any right to spy on you. But it's like, I stop and I wonder what kind of information is rattling around in my head that the government needs. There's nothing up there. Yeah, they can check in on me. Yeah. Like, oh, he's uh, reading that, been reading that same book for six months now. Hey. Yeah. Huh. It appears he's on the same page for the past six months, too. Huh. Macaroni and cheese again, hey? Yeah. Huh. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Bryce and I, we don't agree on too many things. That's right. Like nothing at all, really. But we do agree on... You know, even when you're home alone and you have to make a toozie, close the bathroom door and lock it. <laughs> <laughs> Do yourself a favor. I couldn't, I can't live any other way. No. Those people who just leave the door swung wide open. Yeah. That's a different breed of cat, man. Sure is. Uh, somebody texted and said, when we moved into our new place, it didn't have locks on any of the bathroom or bedroom doors. I was horrified with three kids. I figured we would have to put locks on. It's been 10 years, still no locks on the doors, and we have never had one incident of invaded privacy or anyone being murdered. Huh. That's great. Great yeah. news about the non-murdering. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. 
you know what? Even if I have to use a toilet in a bathroom that has non-locking doors, I will, I'll get dressed in formal wear, coat and tie, clean underwear, crisp new dress socks, a brush and floss, just in case a murderer bursts through the door while I'm on the toilet. And that's how I am found. I don't want to be found any other way. Yeah, you need to be camera ready just yes. in case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Several people keep uh, the Roomba lady who uh, her Roomba burst into her bathroom while she was on the toilet, took pictures of her and uploaded them. This, it does seem a little bit like victim blaming now because they're like, did she even close the bathroom door? That was the first thought that went through well, my head. Me too, but I would not, I wouldn't verbalize that because again, that's victim blaming. So I don't know. I haven't asked her. I imagine it was closed. I imagine it was open because your Roomba can't open doors unless you want to be afraid of that too. Maybe this is an unpopular opinion. Okay. But sometimes I think it's okay to victim blame. (laughs) Sometimes maybe people had it coming. And you doing that kind of business with the door wide open, maybe this is the world telling you to shut that door. Yeah, knowing that your Roomba (laughs) has a camera on it. Okay. Maybe you did this to yourself. Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Wow. So now we're afraid of our Roombas, too, and we're afraid of everything that's spying on us. Hello? Good morning, Garner. Good morning. It's Chantel from Bobotown. Chantel out in Bobotown. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, I, I just, I'm just listening, and I, I'm absolutely on board with I am far too boring for the government to be interested in what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I is that low self esteem? Like the people who are Probably. like the people who are constantly talking about. I don't want the government tracking me. Is that like a healthy level of esteem? No, I don't think that is either. Though, okay, on one hundred and eighty degrees. <laughs> I don't know. Most of the time, when I'm just sitting around thinking, and it's like, uh, I wonder how, how fast, fast I, I could run, run in swim fins. See, and for me, it was. Oh man, that stupid thing you said in grade nine. How could you do that? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody, nobody cares about that stuff. But see, for me, it's the stories, and they seem to mostly come out of the states. But every once in a while, you hear about some teenager who was bored and was scanning devices in their neighborhood and hacked somebody's baby monitor. Right. Yeah. Where they're they're now like watching in the like that's that's the thing that creeps me out. It's not the government; it's the you know the bored weirdos who have nothing better to do. So yeah. we have oh, oh and I, and don't get me wrong, I agree. <laughs> like we've we've opened ourselves up to oh, yeah. to be vulnerable to to vulnerabilities. I, I'm not denying that. Like we have cameras, microphones. Ev- we post everything we do online. Like I understand that completely. But the thought of the government yeah. trying to figure out what. <laughs> Garney Andrews in Edmonton, Alberta is up to. I think yep. they got better things to do. Exactly. Okay. Chantel. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I was in Costco the other night and I noticed that the clothing area, it looked like a tornado had swept through it. It was a disaster. And that's when I noticed this one lone Costco employee, a very slight woman, just standing there in a sea of just clothing, every, just folding shirts quietly, putting oh them back on a table again. You know, it's just like the way you, I don't know, you pick up a shirt, you look at it, and you go, and you just throw it kind of in the vicinity of the table, not really on the table. You just kind of toss it, and then you stop away to go look at what's left of, left of the book section at Costco. 
And this is this person's full-time job. Eight hours a day, she stands there and she just folds the cast-off clothing. Man. And I'm thinking to myself, I stood there and I watched her for a minute, and I'm like, how much does she hate doing laundry when she gets home? Can you imagine? The last thing you want to do is fold more pants. Oh, my God. Or is she, does she enjoy it? Because she's really good at it. Because her job is trained her. And then I just started thinking to myself, what jobs out there, like, do you do them all day? And it's just completely sucked the fun out of that thing. I knew somebody who was a ski instructor and loved, loved, loved skiing, skiing. But then she taught skiing and hated it after that. Absolutely despised it. I worked in a movie theater in high school Mm. and it kind of killed the buzz for me for a little bit for popcorn and whatnot. Yeah, but you got over that, Oh, right? I got way over that. Yeah, yeah I knew now you I'm, did. I'm eyeballs deep in popcorn. Yeah. How about you? Like, could you fold clothes all day? Would that be just a zen job? I think oh. maybe I could do it for one day. By day two, I'd be, start to be like, okay. But when you're standing, the clothing section at Costco is massive. And like, busy. That's a lot of stuff to fold at the end of the day. At a least lot they of complicated do things, too. Oh, yeah. Like the long sleeve sweater. Like, I, I don't I know how to fold those. I can't fold a long sleeve shirt. I can't. I just sort of ball it up and push it to the back of my dresser. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I always, whenever, if I'm in a clothing store, not just Costco, and it's just like me and the employees, there's no one else in there. Yeah. I will bend over backwards to make it how obvious it is that I'm putting things back. I'm hanging things up again. Oh, look how I folded this shirt. Yeah, but are you like me? Are you just so bad at folding, though, that even the attempt, they just come by and they're like, no. And they just slap it out of your hand? Oh, yeah. No, I can't match their skills. Yeah, but at least you want to give the impression that you're a considerate human being. Maybe that's what it is. I like to think when I walk out of the store, they're like, oh, my God, did you see that guy? He was so considerate. Folded those jeans again. He folded them poorly, but he (laughs) folded them. Somebody just texted and said... Uh, I've had this same conversation re the clothing section. However, I suggest instead of just the woman quietly folding alone, Costco hires a 400 pound guy named Frank, whose job is to slowly fold clothes and deadpan stare each customer as he does this alongside the quiet woman. Ooh, now you're thinking. Yeah, he's just unbreaking eye contact as he folds the shirt. That's called intimidation. Yes. That poor woman the other night, though, like she was really small and just had this mountain of clothing that she had to fold. It was nuts. Uh, Somebody else said, oh, I work for Costco for $31 an hour. I definitely don't mind folding the clothes people make a mess of. Hold on, $31 an hour? That seems... To fold clothes? Hang on a second. Is that what Costco pays? Oh, man. Is Costco paying $31 an hour? Look at me, I'm clutching my pearls. You are. That is, uh... Hmm. Should I be a clothes folder? You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I would say it's probably about a 50-50 split on the text machine right now. Like, when you're... When you're trying on clothes, and in particular, in a place like... Let's just use Costco as the example. That's where I witnessed this the other night. Like, you pull a sweater on, it doesn't fit. Do you just toss it back on, or do you... Do you fold it up? What do you do? Do you just walk away? Or when you're in a fitting room, after you're done, does it look like a tornado hit? Or did you do your best? Like, did you try and kind of put stuff back on hangers? 
Somebody said, I'm hit and miss at clothing stores. Some days I refold the clothes I was looking at, but if I'm in a bad mood or a hurry, I admit I will toss them back on the table without folding. Uh, do you refold or do you just sort of cast unwanted items into the wind? Or do you do what Bryce and I were just talking about a few minutes ago, where you pretend you're, you know, you're trying your hardest to fold it, but it's just not working, and then you feign frustration, you go, uh, and then you leave? Or even worse, is your folding so bad that one of the employees will just come up to you and just sort of slap the item out of your hand and say, no, no. I got this text, though. Uh, Hey boys, I was at a grocery store doing self-checkout, trying to enter a code for some produce, couldn't find it on the lookup screen. The self-checkout clerk came over to assist, and while doing so, I went to tap what I thought was the correct button. No word of a lie, the clerk gently tapped my hand away from the screen and carried on with what she was doing. It was like a mum tap, like, leave it, I've got this. When it was all done, she went about her business like nothing happened. Oh my God, the mum tap. That's exactly what that is. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Same music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.